Okay, so we had a Tower of Babel last time, and if you remember, they decided to build a big city with its Tower of Babel, not Abel. Babel rhymes with Abel. Okay? Remember, they built a big city, and they wanted to build a big tower at the top in the heavens. And God said, Mommy, come down there to see that city you got right there. I'm not sure if that's really such a big city after all. Right? Yeah. So then, he confused their languages and scattered them over the face of the earth. Many years go by, and people start, you know, different cities, and those cities will grow into nations, and there are different groups of people. And there's one man who lives in the area of what today is called Iran, or Iraq, right in that area. Um, back then, it was called, the city was called Ur of the Chaldeans, which I think would be in, like, Iraq today, or Babylon, in a different point in time, over there, in that part of the world. Sometimes today they call it the Middle East. Anyway, his name was Abram. And God appeared to Abram, and he said to him, Abram, I want you to get up. I want you to take everything you have, take your wife, Sarai, her name was, and leave your family. Leave your country, leave everything you know, and go to a place that I will show you. And there, I will make you a great nation. And I will be with you, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. And whoever blesses you, I will bless. And whoever dishonors you, I will dishonor. So, Abram did that. He got up, and he took all of his stuff, and he brought his wife Sarai and his nephew Lot, and they journeyed together until they came to a place called Canaan. Now, isn't this amazing? They left without even knowing where they were going, it seems like. God said, go to a place that I will show you. Just start walking. Leave behind everything. Why would Abram do something like that? Because it was God. Yeah, because God's word had come to him, and God's word brought Abram to trust in God. Now, in the thing that God said to Abram, he made him some promises. One of them was that he would make Abram a great nation. There was a problem with that, though. Abram was 75 years old. Sarai was 66 years old. And they did not have... A baby. a baby. They had never had a baby. They probably had always wanted a baby, but they hadn't been able to have one. The reason they hadn't been able to have one is because Sarai was unable to have a child. But why? Well, sometimes there are women who have something wrong with their body that keeps them from having a baby. It's not that there's something bad about the women, but something just went wrong. You know, like how some people are blind, or how some people uh, might get sick with a certain kind of thing, or how some people 
might be born, some people are even born without one of their arms or legs, or some people can't walk. There was something wrong with Sarai that meant she couldn't have a baby. But God told Abram, I will make you a great nation. And that meant that he was going to have a son. And he told him this in particular, in you and in your seed, that means in one of your children, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. And Abram believed God's promise. A promise that was impossible. Not only was Sarah barren, but even if she hadn't been barren, she was now too old to have a baby. That means that all the parts of Sarai that are used to make a baby, there's something called a womb, and there's something called ovaries. Ovaries make eggs, and then after one of those eggs is fertilized, it goes into the womb, and it grows as a baby. She didn't have those anymore. What? Yeah, humans have eggs, yep. But but it works in a different way than with, like, chickens and things like that. But yeah, eggs, eggs come from the mom. And she didn't have them anymore. She was... It was impossible for Sarai to have a baby. But God was saying, you will have a baby. And from that baby... You're going to become a great nation, and I'm going to give your descendants this land of Canaan. So that's what he said when Abram came to Canaan. Abram got to this land of Canaan, and God said, I want you to go to this land. And he looked around, and there was already people living there. And he kind of like, what if, uh, he wouldn't do this, but what if God said to us, hey, get up today and uh, leave your house. Leave all of your stuff behind. Don't bring your stuffies. Don't bring your clothes. Don't bring anything. Well, you can wear your clothes, but you don't bring your extra clothes. That's not quite what he said to Abraham anyway, because Abraham did bring his stuff. So let's just say he said, get up and leave your house. And go to a house that I will show you. Just start walking, and or just start driving, and then when you get to a certain place, I'll say, you know, this is the new house. And then we got there, and then there was somebody already living there. That's like what this happened. Because Abraham got to the land of Canaan, and there were people living there. Yeah, those people were the Canaanites. They already lived in that land. And they were big and strong, and they had and they had uh, strong castles. And, well, they probably have castles, really. But they had lot, lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of people, and they had big people. We know later that the Canaanites were the group of people that Goliath came from. The Philistines, I guess, actually. But there are other Canaanites like that, that were giants. But God said, this is the land that I will give you. And Abram believed that. He trusted in God, and he made an altar and made a sacrifice to God to say thank you. That's a really good example of what faith is. Both of those things. Both that Abram believed God's promise when it was not possible for him to have a child, and that he believed God's promise when he told him that this is where he, he would, this is the land he would give him when there's already somebody there. Faith is trusting in what God tells us, even if it's impossible. Are there any impossible things that God has told us? 
Well, what about this? God, has God told you that your sins are forgiven? Yes, he has. That is impossible. It is impossible for you or me. We can't make up for our sins, and we can't forgive our sins. But God did by sending Jesus. That was what he was talking about when he said to Abraham, in your descendant, in you, one of your children, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. He was talking about Jesus. We're part of all the nations of the earth. We are blessed by Jesus, whom God sent to die on the cross and forgive our sins. Has God also said that you are going to rise from the dead? Yeah. Is that possible? No. Not for humans. But Jesus did it. And he's going to raise us from the dead by his power. Which is pretty amazing. Let's say we have a new catechism section this week. It's the second commandment. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Or sometimes it goes, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not curse, swear, practice witchcraft, lie, or deceive by his name, but call upon it in every trouble, pray, praise, and give thanks. God's name is Jesus. By the way, this is why we don't want to do things like say, oh my God. That's why we don't want to do that. Because we want to use God's name to pray to him, to call on him, not just for some mindless and pointless reason. We want to talk to God and tell people about God and honor his name. We want to hear his word, like the promise he made to Abraham. Let's sing our song. We have a new song this week. Chief of sinners, though I be, Jesus shed his blood for me. Died that I might live on high, lives that I might never die. As the branches to the vine, I am his and he is mine. Oh, the height of Jesus' love, higher than the heavens above, deeper than the depths of sea, lasting as eternity. Love that found me wondrous thought, found me when I sought him not. Only Jesus can impart balm to heal the wounded heart. Peace that flows from sin forgiven, joy that lifts a soul to heaven, faith and hope to walk with God. In the way that Enoch trod. O my Savior, help afford. By your spirit and your word. When my wayward heart would stray. Keep me in the narrow way. Grace in time of need supply. While I live and when I die.
Yes, ma'am. Uh, they won't have to. I don't... They might work anyway. We might all work. We might want to. I don't know. But we, if we do, we won't think of it as work. Well, yeah, in some ways, I want to preach the gospel and tell people about Jesus. Well, not as a pastor, but you could do it as a teacher. Or... Yeah, she's going to be a teacher. Or, um, also, like, another thing is, if you're a mommy one day, then you get to teach your children about Jesus. Or, if you have a job, like mommy does, um, you can tell people there about Jesus. And, uh, with, with your job, you can use money that you get from your job to help support a congregation so that other people can hear about Jesus. There's a lot of different ways and gifts that God gives us to help teach about Jesus. I think um, it's a very, very, very long time. Oh, could be.